What is going on, everybody? Welcome back. Another episode, Breaking the Goal Line Podcast, with me, always here, Russell Goddard. And uh, listen, we're winding down the end of preseason here, and we got, I think, we one more game to go, a few more weeks left. I mean, we are two weeks to the day of the Rams, uh, Rams Bills in LA. I'm pumped. I will, uh, I will be in Europe, in Greece, uh, South Greece, actually. Uh, that would be uh, pretty great. But I'll miss those first two weeks, so I only have actually a couple more podcasts before I get out there. And it's been a little slim picking, so I've been doing, you know, I haven't been doing, I haven't been keeping it to twice a week. But when we get back, we get rolling. We're rolling right into the season. Uh, but we got stuff to talk about. I got, I wrote down a lot of little stuff. Uh, so I might just bang through some little stuff at the end. Uh, but we got Baker Mayfield, the official named quarterback for the Panthers. Hey, Baker. Uh, you know, Rodgers had some comments that took me, I sat on for a little bit, probably get into red flags in Denver. I I might be officially, oh, excuse me, I might be officially off of the Denver Bronco train. Uh, I can't get enough of the Lions. I cannot get enough of the Lions. I have a fantasy draft in less than two hours. And I'm probably take some Lions players because this hard knocks, man. This coaching staff, I I can't stop talking about. It. I I want to talk about them because it's fucking good TV. So let's get into all that and more. Uh, a little tragic news out of, out of Dallas today. Fucking Tyre Smith fucking tore his hamstring. Whew. Sheesh. Sucks to be him. But go ahead, rate, review, subscribe. I didn't mean to say it like yeah, sucks to be him or something like that. Like he's, he's, that sounded a little bad. But rate, review, subscribe. Let's get going. And I want to start. I want to start in Cleveland. <clears throat> I want to start in the press conference that was held by the the Browns, I believe, on Tuesday. Jimmy Haslam, his wife, Andrew Barry, the general manager, Jimmy Haslam, the owner. And my God, I just you you just you just talk about a franchise that can't get out of their own way. Honestly, I, this whole Deshaun Watson thing, and when I want when I'm watching. Andrew Barry up there looking like he would rather be anywhere else in the world. Hell, he might rather be fucking sitting in a jail cell than sitting where he is right then and there. Because it is the look on his face of, I just, I don't want to be here. Haslam just trying to go around every question. Clearly this Deshaun Watson thing was a Jimmy Haslam run operation. I don't believe Andrew Barry. And I don't, don't get me wrong, I, I, if you're Andrew Berry, how do you not, if you're that general, how do you not want a player of that magnitude? Of course, you're interested in Deshaun Watson. But there was multiple reports, numerous reports around the league. They wouldn't touch this guy with a 10-foot pole with what was going on. And they only knew a quarter of it. They only knew a quarter of it. And, and now he's gone 11 games, and Jimmy Haslam, who just needs to be quiet, is just still out here. And now Cleveland... Baker Mayfield, which we're going to jump right into the Baker Mayfield after this. They cord- they, they, they kind of coincide with each other. Baker's from there. They play him week one. They 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 got to go with Jacoby Brissett or maybe Jimmy Garoppolo if, if they get cut, but I really doubt that that happens. And you're playing Baker Mayfield, who gets a starting job. Okay, cool, we'll, we'll play him. I just think things can go pretty fast, pretty south. Pretty, jeez, pretty south, pretty fast. Andrew Barry, I believe... And a lot of people believe, and he has shown it by his constant trades and draft picks. Now, you may say this one is his biggest one, whatever it is. But now, he didn't draft Baker Mayfield or anything like that. But since he's been there, 
the moves that he's made to acquire the, the Kareem Hunts, the moves that made to acquire the defensive players, the drafting of the players, of, of the offensive linemen, it, it's, been, it's been high level. He's been a high level guy. And watching him just with the look on the face that he just give just give me give me give me a gun. I, I don't want to be here. I didn't want to be a part of this situation. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. And it was a Jimmy because at the end of the day, sure you could be a general manager, but we've seen in the past Jimmy Haslam runs the show. Like when Jimmy Haslam Haslam really wants somebody in his tenure as the owner of, of of the Browns, that's what they do. He really wanted Baker Mayfield. Jimmy Haslam really wanted Baker Mayfield. So did the general manager before and whatever, but what do they do? Draft Baker number one. You know, he really wants a lot of guys. That's what they does. And at the end of the day, Andrew Barry can't, even though he's a general manager, at the end of the, that's the guy that signs his checks. He gets he gets the final say. <laughs> Listen, I'm giving Andrew Barry a little bit of a break here on this Deshaun Watson thing. And let's see how you handle these 11 games. What are we going to do? Are we moving somebody in? Are we moving pieces? He, look, he's already brought pieces in. He's already brought Amari Cooper in. So Jacob Brissett has got some guys around him, some veteran players. Offensive line, two running backs, you, you bring in a veteran route running wide receiver. So Andrew Berry's making the moves. Now he made those moves before uh, this whole disaster. But it, it's got to be rough to be Andrew Berry right now. It's got to be rough to be Andrew Berry. Giving him a little bit of a pass. Jimmy Haslam, dude, you just, you just, you got to stop, Jimmy. You, I mean, Mike, you just let, just let it go. It's gonna have to. It's gonna come up so much. It's gonna come up so much. Don't get up there saying all this stuff. It's whew, let it go, like you let Baker Mayfield go. Speaking of Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield has been named starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. That's. I mean, what a long, hard road back he had to fight. It's just the uphill battle, an underdog story. <laughs> I'm just poking a little fun right now. I had a buddy tell me that he thought I was going a little wishy-washy on Baker now and I was a big behind Baker supporter even though I've always liked Baker Mayfield I've just been critical of him sorry we can't criticize that's what I do that's what this is this is my opinion it's it's, it's you know it's just what it is but Baker Mayfield sorry quarterback Carolina Panthers we all saw it coming a mile away we all saw it coming a mile away. I can, I could have listen. The amount of times I was sitting and go, "Well, we don't know who's quarterback yet." I knew Baker's gonna get the job. I'm just, of course, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw little jabs out there, like whatever. Listen, Baker Mayfield is the better quarterback than Sam Darnold. Sam, we saw we, we, Sam Darnold, honestly, never really had a chance. Got drafted to the Jets, didn't have really any talent around him or coaching staff around him. Baker got drafted to the Browns, horrible organization, but at least he had some structure around him. Great players in this league around him. And eventually got a pretty high-end coach that he got to play for for two years. Not not bad. Baker is the guy to go to. Now, in my opinion, and what I have said forever, and will continue to for always say until proven otherwise, is Baker Mayfield will always be Baker Mayfield. And in my opinion, Baker Mayfield cannot handle the NFL. He, it, it, it's just what I've seen. He had one year of success. Some guys just can't handle it. Your Johnny Menzels just couldn't handle it. Some guys just cannot handle. Listen, it's really easy. It's really easy to be the underdog, to fight and scratch and crawl for everything because everyone's counting you out. You use that as motivation. But when you're at the top, you win a playoff game and you got expectations, it's about. It's not about being there. It's about holding that right there. It's about holding that. It's about how good. Like I mean, look at look at Brady and Belichick. Twenty years. 
You could say, oh, well, they went uh, 10 years in between without going to the Super Bowl. Buddy, they went to fucking 10. It's, or, or 9. And Tom went to 10. But they went to 9. And they went to like 15 AFC Championship games. Consistency. When it's expected. Tom Brady can handle it. Mahomes can handle it. Fuck Aaron Rodgers can handle it. I just don't believe Baker Mayfield can handle being a franchise quarterback in this league. I don't believe he can, can handle what comes with that. Now, with that being said, and I've said this multiple times, I do believe that Baker Mayfield gives the uh, the Panthers a, ch uh, a chance to win two more games. I would not be shocked if a talented young team that is not coached well and honestly probably going to make a lot of mistakes late in the season, somehow a fumble interception, maybe a play this way, a Baker here, somehow gets seven wins, and they're seven and ten. It's not surprising me. They're under over right now, six and a half. I, I, I am seriously considering the over. What really, really has, makes me hesitant? Matt Rule. That guy, I think, is garbage. I'm sorry, Matt, if you're listening, and, you know, you probably are, but, uh, you know you're not. But, uh, <laughs> listen, I just, I don't think you've shown anything in the NFL to show me that you were a decent head coach in this league. You might be a player's guy, and I think you're a fantastic, excellent college coach. This is a different level, and 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 you got to show something right here and right now. Uh, this is it. You, you you went out, you traded for this guy, right? You traded for Sam the year before. McCaffrey's healthy. Your offensive line is still abysmal. Where are you addressing those issues? Your weapons are okay. An injury, Robbie Anderson, which he can be good. You got a couple other, you know, got a, you got some guys that could be sneaky out there. I, I think you got a young tight end that could, that, that that can go. Your defense, young and talented, Chung in the back. You know, you got a Griffin. You got you got some you got some pieces. But you gotta put it all together. And is Baker gonna be the guy to lead you to what a playoff win? No, I don't think they sniffed the playoffs. Now they're in the NFC. In the NFC, you know, kind of. Let's be honest. It's called spade a spade. Right now, the bottom half of the NFC is much much worse than the bottom half of the AFC. Because the bottom half of the AFC right now, everyone's saying is like the Steelers. If you're telling me the the Steelers are the bottom half of the AFC. That means the NFC is terrible because the Steelers are a bona fide playoff team. Like they're good, they have a good chances to go this year. I mean, regardless of who's that quarterback. And by the way, Kenny Pickett making some noise. I might have some thoughts on Kenny Pickett. Where was I? Baker Mayfield. Sorry, I got lost on a quarterback. That I think my. You know what? I'm not gonna throw shots. I'm doing this because I'm calling one specific guy. I'm taking it out. I I think this is the right move. I think Baker, like I said, I'm not going to be surprised you look up, they have seven wins. I'm also not going to be uh, like you look up, you're surprised. Maybe one of these young guys on the defense side really blossoms into a guy. McCaffrey stays healthy, which I, I really doubt it. But if he does, if he does, and Baker can just be Baker, just be Baker, not try to make everything happen and understand who you are. You're not Mahomes, okay? You're a, you're, you're a lesser Kirk Cousins. Be that, you can win eight football games. Be that, you can win eight football games. I think that team, because, and you know what, Matt Rule sucks and it's a coach's league. But when you got young guys that are willing to, 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 to just be dogs and hungry, and some of them have, and you got a couple guys that are really talented, you know, like your, like your, you know, like your McCaffrey's, and a couple guys on that defense, you can, they can rally behind that. A fumble goes your way, an interception goes your way. You know, listen, they got to play Atlanta twice. Uh, I think they, I mean, they got to play the Saints twice. Right now they gotta play the Bucks twice. That's probably a loss, but who knows? Maybe the Bucks have an off week. You're gonna win on that's a divisional game. Look at their. I mean, they're not. They don't have a great schedule because they didn't finish good. Listen, I just. 
in my mind, until he proves me wrong, I don't believe Baker can handle the spotlight of being a franchise quarterback in this league. I don't think he can handle the pressure of what actually comes with it and what needs to sit on your soldiers, shoulder as a young man, as a young man, and then and then a middle-aged man, and then an old man. If you play like Tom Brady, what sits on that is heavy. Heaviest is the head that wears the crown, and the quarterback will always wear the crown on a franchise. It's just what it is. And some guys cannot handle it. Some guys just cannot handle it. Now, Baker get a change of scenery? Maybe maybe something happens? He needs a new coach. He needs a new coach. I believe Matt Rule gets fired after this year. You know, if they win seven, eight games, they might write it out. But what's seven, eight? What's seven and ten anymore? Seven and ten? That sounds awful. That sounds terrible. Seven and ten. So, um, to me, you're seven and ten. You're fired. That's, that's, I mean, I mean, especially if this is, what, your third season? Yeah. I don't think Matt rules this there, but does that mean Baker's there this year? So he's got one year of an audition? Let's see how it goes. All right, let's go Denver. <clears throat> Russell Wilson, the new quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Let's ride, baby. Broncos country. Let's ride. He sat down with Peter King. Peter King, big NFL reporter. I mean, if you don't know who Peter King is and you listen to this podcast... I really, really, really suggest you just give him a goog. He's got this thing. It's called Google. Go ahead and search up Peter King, spelled exactly how you think it is. Uh, he's got. He writes great columns. He's. He just. He's got. I. 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 I really enjoy Peter King. I enjoy reading his stuff. Um, and he's. He's no bullshit. So if you don't know who Peter King is, which probably all of you do, uh, look. Look into Peter King. But Russ sat down with Peter King. <coughs> Excuse me, and he told them about their relationship in Denver now, uh, you know how it's going, and now his relationship with Nathaniel Hackett. And when Nathaniel Hackett got there, and they got they traded for Russell, and you know, Facco said, you know, we're, we're you know we're more than happy to have him. I mean, it's a blessing to have this guy. Got there whatsoever. Russ sits down with Peter King, and he he goes on to tell Peter King that Nathaniel Hackett is more of a of a partner than a coach. Does they have more of a partnership than a coach-player relationship? Well, anonymous reporter told Peter King after that that it was not, towards the end in Seattle, it was not a coach-player relationship with Russ and Pete Carroll. It was just a pure, pure business partnership. That's all it was. It was just a pure business partnership. It had fizzled out. It had faded. It had been done. Russ, apparently in... Uh, uh, in July, I mean in January, early January, the team he went into it for a team meeting, talk about how to get the team's offense out of its struggles. Uh, apparently, he stormed out of the meeting because they pretty much told him to fuck off. So it was it's coming to an end. And listen to me, football, football is a very, very, very coach-heavy sport. This is it's not so much in baseball. It's not so much in basketball. Okay, you could be a basketball coach, right? And you could put out four dudes that look like me and LeBron James, and you still got a pretty good chance of winning that basketball game, regardless of what the coach does. But in football, it is not the case. You have now a great quarterback. We've seen great quarterbacks carry mediocre coaches, Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy. 
it's pretty obvious and cut clear now that Aaron Rodgers carried a very mediocre co coach. Now, he might have been better then. He might have been better then. Let's, 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 I'm not going to push that pedal too hard. But as of right now, from what we have to look at in his resume after Aaron Rodgers, that's what it looks like. And we took one year off of Aaron Rodgers, the last four weren't very good. I, I got I got some red flags here in Denver. You do not have a partnership with your head coach. Listen, the great players, they want to be coached. Tom Brady wanted to be coached by Bill Belichick. Joe Montana wanted to be coached. Peyton Manning wanted to be coached. Patrick Mahomes wants to be coached. The great players want to be coached. Listen to how they talk. They talk about it all the time. I I'm sorry. I have red flags on whatever's happening with Russell Wilson, one of my favorite players I, I have I I've ever watched. He's one of the funnest guys I've ever got to sit my eyes on a fucking Sunday, watch TV all day. G just give me some, give me some three running around. I love it, making plays, throwing unbelievable bombs. But I don't like this direction. I, 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 I really, really do not. You can't. You, listen, when it comes to football, and I, and it's like it's not like this just in football, right? Athletes have a special bond, special relationship with their coach, and it needs to be some some respect level in some type of way. It's it's uh, it's everywhere. It's not just in football, but in football, it's just it's it's it just seems to me just more more vital, more vital. You, you, a player right now, and reports are kind of coming out that Russell Wilson's just kind of running the show, and and we're getting reports out there. Their practices are soft. They're not hitting at all. Even when they're full pads, they're, they're, they're barely hitting. They're barely doing team drills. It's just, and, and I know that might not be the Nathaniel Hackett's way. And Nathaniel Hackett, man, are we just are we just letting Russ just come in, do his thing, and Hackett's just going to kind of sit back there? And I'm not, I'm not too sure what's happening. I have big red flags. I am selling them short. Selling them short. I, I mean, I keep hearing over... I, I, I believe they are the most overrated team in the NFL right now. I keep hearing constant... Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I do think they have plenty of talent. I think they have plenty of talent. Surrounded everywhere. Give me a Bradley Chubb. Okay. Give me a KJ Hamler. All right. Uh, uh, a uh, they, Cortland Sutton. Jerry Judy. The, their offensive line has really come around. You know, they, they got... Uh, the, who's the, the center that they got? Uh... uh Crushing Barry or whatever. It was like a fifth rounder or whatever. That kid can play. That kid can play. Javante Williams. Love Javante Williams. They still got Melvin Gordon too. Right? The defense side of the ball coming around. They got some guys. Patrick Sertain. He really hit. He really hit. Uh, Justin Simmons, still one of the best. I mean, everyone, a lot of people say he's still one of the best safeties in the league. But when you, when all these guys I just named, they, not, most of them haven't even played a full season. K.J. Hamler. He hasn't played a full season. Corton Sutton has missed two out of the last four years. Jerry Judy was out for six games last year. I, 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 Russell Wilson was injured the year before, right? Now let's go to the defense side of the ball. Justin Simmons just came off of a horrific injury the year before last. Bradley Chubb has missed more games than he's played in his career. Also, Nathaniel Hackett's never been a head coach a day in his fucking life. And I'm supposed to listen to these motherfuckers tell me how Denver Broncos are going to win 11 football games or 12 football games and possibly win that division? Are we... Uh, this is... this is. I think they're the most overhyped team. And, I, and I, I'm sorry, Russ. I, I'm sorry. We, got to, we share the same name, buddy. I'm sorry. 
I think you are going to finish fourth in this division. You are not beating the Chiefs. You are not beating the Chargers. You are not beating the Raiders. Let's just go straight up through it. The Raiders have a better team than you do. And, and, and let's talk quarterbacks right now. Let's be honest. I, I still think Russ is still a top 10 quarterback in this league, but he's been lackluster when he was playing and he's been hurt. Let's see what he's got coming back. I think he's, I think he's going to be good. I'm not saying he's not going to be good. But then I'm, take, I'm taking Josh McDaniels all day over fucking Nathaniel Hackett. It's not even close. I'm taking one of the best play callers in the league over a guy that does what? We don't even know what he does. What does he do? I have really, really big red flags in Denver. I honestly think they can win less than nine football games. They have a tough schedule. It's not, it's not like they have a cakewalk of a schedule. Hey, I just... Do we, why are we forgetting who Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are just because number 10 is gone? Are we, are we, are we forgetting that Justin Herbert has just been lighting the league on fire since he's been in it for two years? I mean, I, I, like the Raiders last year made the playoffs. We're talking about a team that was riddled with injuries and has been riddled with injuries for a while now. Gets a quarterback. That's really good. Don't get me wrong. They are really really good he is really really good I, I can't i can't wait to watch him I, I i'm gonna be very interested and keyed in on the broncos this year for sure they have a lot of pieces and i could be 100 percent wrong and nathaniel and, and russell wilson or whoever the head the hell the head coach is of that team because right now it doesn't seem like we know who it is maybe they maybe they're just too talented russ is just that good they're, they're gonna be i'm not saying they're gonna be a bad football team but not everybody in that division can win 12 games that cannot happen. That does not happen. I mean, the, the 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 Broncos open up with Seattle. Okay, that's a win. Then they open. Then they got Texas Texans. Okay, that's a win. The first big test isn't against the Raiders week three, and then it's at home. And who knows what Trey Lance is going to be like? You could be three and zero, but that defense for 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 Denver for New uh, the Niners, that's going to be their first and Russ's first big test. That defense is no joke. Nick Bosa is no joke. I have Nick Bosa as probably winning defense player of the year this year that team is ready to go and then you have Raiders Colts I, I mean that's that's no that's no Raiders Colts Chargers then you get Jets Jags then you, so you get so this is what this this schedule is literally you get some relief then you get hard games you got Jets Jags then you got Titans Raiders then you got Panthers then you got Ravens Chiefs then you got Cardinals late in the season that's probably a win let's be honest then you got Rams Chiefs Chargers to finish it out I just, they're the most overhyped team in the league right now. And I don't even think it's close. It's not even close. And honestly, the probably most underrated, under-talked about team in the league is a team that's won that division for six straight years. The Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm going to mark it up for a seventh this year, baby. Because the red flags in Denver, they're flying a mile high. Okay, let's run through some stuff. Aaron Rodgers had some comments, <clears throat> uh, I think, last week. <clears throat> I believe it was the end of last week about the younger guys in particularly. And he made him against the, the media, and he said, I'm saying younger guys you know, need to do better step up. Look, I actually don't hate the comments. What I do think he should have done is it should have been done behind closed doors at first. Then you come to the media and you say something like, We've got together. You know, we called a meeting. You know, we talked about, hey, we, we need to be better, all of us on all cylinders. Hey, young guys, listen, we're counting on you guys to step it up, kind of learn it quicker. You know, we're all going to be, we're all in this on the same, and done it. You know, coming out and just 
praising them and then coming back later after having a joint practice didn't go so well, you know, saying they got a long way to go and a lot to learn and got to step it up. Like, I don't mind that. I really don't. I don't mind a quarterback doing it. It's what a quarterback should do, but I think it should just been done behind closed doors. Then you come out and talk about it even more, but in a different way, not shine so much light on it. That's all I'm saying. I think the Packers have a chance to be to be okay. I mean, a lot of people are signing them off, saying the Vikings are going to win that division. Listen, I think the Vikings have a chance to be good. But listen, as long as, you know, as long as, uh, is, Jesus, I forgot my train of thought for a second. As long as Aaron Rodgers is still there, listen, the Packers are going to be pretty good. And I think they're built to run the football. And the offensive line can stay healthy with that running back tandem. Listen, I think their defense has a chance to be okay. Like, but these comments should have just been handled indoors, behind some closed doors first. Uh, he, Tom Brady, back in the training camp. Jesus Christ. You know what wasn't news, and you know what I didn't talk about the entire time he was gone? Tom Brady being gone. That wasn't news. You know what is news? They're losing offensive linemen. They just lost a guard, their center, who knows how long he's going to be out. That's what's news. Tom Brady being gone is not news. Uh, uh, it's, it's not news. You know what else? Really, the the Dana White thing. You know, did everybody hear about that? Dana White was trying to, you know, rig it up to set a deal with uh, them to get Brady and Gronk to come to Las Vegas in 2020. I thought that was kind of funny. Dana Dana White kind of brokering a deal. <laughs> Dana, but the Tom Brady thing, it's not news. The Lions. I'm telling you, folks, you gotta watch Hard Knocks. It's back. I've been three three episodes. Dan Campbell is awesome. Deuce Staley is great. Aaron Glenn, I need more of him. I mean, the team is every. It's 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 what you want out of a football show like this. It's exactly what you want. And the 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 Cowboys couldn't give it to us. McCarthy couldn't. And it's been dead for a little bit because they kind of went away with this. They're bringing back more stuff, more film room stuff, more coaches getting in a guy's ass. You know, just more football, more of why we watch that show. You know, tugging at the heart. This guy's going to make it, not going to make it. Getting into it. Watching the game. Practices. Deuce Daly. That guy's a fucking stud. Aaron Glenn. And, and, and the thing is about, about the line staff, they're all former players. And they're all excellent, high-level, high-character dudes. I'm I'm feeling the, Ra- the Lions a little bit. Feeling the Lions a little bit this year. I got a fantasy draft coming up pretty shortly. And uh, DeAndre Swift, who knows? He might be Amaron Am- Am- St. Brown. Caught like 90 balls last year. Jared Goff threw that guy 90 balls. I I talk a lot of shit about Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff might have a chance to have his best career ever. Just, like, maybe not statistically as good as he, that, the, the Super Bowl year. But I'm just talking all around best. It's just, well, let's see where the Lions go. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to really step on the gas here with the Lions. But it hard knocks. It's a great watch. Us, the Cowboys, speaking of the Cowboys, uh, Tyron Smith completely tore his hamstring off of the bone. I mean, they they say earliest to return is December. I call bullshit. Tyron Smith is 6'7", 340 pounds. A guy like that does not have a hamstring ripped off the bone like it was a fucking rib. Like it was a rib. I, I mean, that has to be a painful, agonizing injury. And a man as his stature is just going to come back in December? I'm sorry. He's gone. The Cowboys have now an atrocious offensive line. Dak Prescott will be running for his life. Is Ezekiel Elliott going to get more than 200 yards rushing? I I, I think he averages 17 yards a game. I, I mean, I don't think he's any good anymore. I don't think he's very good anymore. Now, Tony Pollard, you still got a one-two punch. Maybe Zeke is a little bit better. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Probably not. 
But the Cowboys have got some Cowboys have got some issues they gotta solve, and pretty quickly, cause that ain't good. It can't be having hamstrings be tearing off the bone. Uh, Big Ten deal. Last but not least, college football. The Big Ten got a new media deal. Huge, huge media deal. Uh, they're gonna be everywhere. CBS, Fox, NBC. Uh, so it's not just gonna be the SEC on CBS anymore. It's not just gonna be the big games. It's got big Big Ten will be there all the time. Uh, all the time. Fox all the time. Fox new kickoff. A lot of Big Ten games. A lot of SEC games. Yeah, a lot of Big Twelve games. Huge lucrative deal for this team. For this for this conference. Huge. I think it was a billion dollars a year they're gonna get to distribute to the teams. A billion dollars a year. Seven years. Seven billion dollars. Very lucrative. They would not have got this deal without the University of Southern California and the University of California. And it's just, it, I heard something that UCLA and USC, something like 20%, they, they accumulate for 20% of that deal. That is well more than any one single team can produce. Even if you split in half, they're both 10%. That's more. It's, it's I mean, they are, they brought in a lot of money to this conference and that kicks in in 2023 when they go. And holy shit, are we going to have some fireworks popping in 2023. Uh, college football is going to be nuts. The NFL is going to be set up to be nuts. Josh Allen, Mahomes, and Herbert are going to be dominating the league. Guys that are going to be falling off like you're... <laughs> I'm not going to name names, but... All right, folks, it's going to go ahead and do it for me today. I got a fantasy draft to get to. Enjoy your weekend. A couple more pods before I head out, and, and we got the season coming right around the corner. I mean, two weeks away. I am just chomping at the bit, folks. All right, take it easy. Have a good weekend. Peace.